Today's guest is Jury. We're so excited to have her. She is a senior cybersecurity engineer focusing on data loss prevention, and she is a cybersecurity doctoral candidate at Marymount University. We don't know how she handles it, but we're here to talk with her. And she is founder of Read the Cyber Boss. It's a platform to promote awareness about cybersecurity. Jury, thanks for being here. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. I am. I'm here. I just started school this week, so I'm here, but I'm excited to be on the podcast, excited to have a great conversation. Looking forward to it. Yes, so exciting. How How is school? Like what? That's crazy that you're doing your doctoral. First of all, congratulations for doing that. And yeah, like what made you do that with everything that you're doing? It's honestly, I don't know because I went to school thinking that I was going to be one thing and came out being something completely different. But um, I knew that I always wanted my doctorate. I didn't know in what, but I knew I always wanted it. And it's funny because during the pandemic, I was supposed to start my doctorate degree. And by now I would have been done. So I would have been able to do other things and, you know, excel in my career. But but I needed a break. Um, I think it's important for people to realize, like, sometimes you can't just go, go, go. You need to take a break, especially in this industry. So I took a break. Um, I'm really into my faith. So if something keeps nudging me and pulling me back, I'm like, okay, that's God telling me, like, all right, take a break, chill. I took a three-year break. I was fine with that. Um, and I'm super passionate about cybersecurity. So I was like, okay. Let's do it. Let's apply. Let's get it going. And I had applied to Marymount um, University years ago, got accepted, but I never enrolled. And then like I would constantly like push back my semester. I would defer it because I'm like, okay, I'm going to start then. I'm going to start now. But I don't think I was mentally prepared. Um, in 2020, I went through a lot personally. I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease. So I just needed time to deal with that and then you know but I'm happy I started uh school just started this week it's exciting it's you know I mean like my cohort is just full of different people who have different experiences diverse it's it's awesome and I just can't wait to do my research I can't wait to do my dissertation I can't wait to just continue to work with everybody so it's been great I mean it's only been three days but <laughs> You're like, it's great it's, for now. It's great for now. I mean, I just always think about what's my why. And that it's is perfect. what keeps yeah. motivating me. Yeah. Like if I, if I don't, if I don't think about my why, it's easy for me to like, you know, I could easily slip away. I remember my why every day and why am I doing it? And that continues to motivate me. And I'm a super organized person. It's I don't know how I've kept up my organization, but I'm a super organized person. So I'm hoping that that skill helps me in my doctorate program. And um, it's a little different because it's a doctorate of science program. So it's it's different from a PhD, which is a doctorate of philosophy. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna sit up here and tell everybody I know the difference between a DSC and a PhD. I just know one is a doctor of science and one is a doctor of philosophy. I think with a doctor of science for cybersecurity, 
we're having you know advanced level classes on the actual subject the research that we're doing is tied to that subject and then i think and it's just my opinion but when you have a doctorate of philosophy you know that's like a social science so it's like you know you're it's really research based and you already know what you want to do but i think anybody who gets a phd or dsc in cybersecurity is awesome because this is a it's still a new field, even though it hasn't been around that long. So I think it's awesome for anybody who pursues a BSc or PhD. And I think it's awesome for people who also don't because school is not for everybody. However, school is for me. <laughs> I love that. School's for you. Yeah, it's definitely not for me. I applaud you for even doing that with everything. What do you plan on using it for? Like, how would this benefit the future of your career? I think that I want, I want the power that comes with it because with certifications, it's great that you have certifications. But sometimes I feel like when you have that edu when you have that experience plus the education behind it, it creates this power, this traje this trajectory for you. And for me, I have big dreams. Like I want to be. I want to be on a TED talk. I have always wanted to be on a TED talk. I'm actually um, in the process of publishing a children's cybersecurity book. And it's going to be different because I'm targeting ages zero to five. Most people target middle school, high school. But I think that we need to start young. I mean, with every subject, when you grow up, like when we were growing up, we had Dr. Toys. We knew what jail was because, you know, with Halloween costumes, people are showing it. We knew Stranger Danger. We had Dare, Don't Do Drugs. Like we had all of this stuff that we had no idea about and we were learning about it at a young age. And I think with cybersecurity, we could do the same. So with my doctorate, I wanna be able to, I want people who look like me growing up to say, oh, I can do that too. And I wanna be able to become an SME, um, you know, just in cybersecurity. I mean, cybersecurity is so diverse, but I want to become a sub subject matter expert. I want to be able to talk about it. And I just, I want the respect. I feel like doctor in front of your name is just so much respect. People just, it's just different. And again, this is my opinion because some people may have their doctor and they feel like, hey, it's the same. But for me, I know just the fact that I'm already in school and I'm already getting that respect. And I think once we're all done, we'll get even more respect. So I, you know, I have big dreams and I, I want to be able to put a digital footprint within the cybersecurity industry. So I plan to do a lot with my doctorate. Like I would love to do workshops. I would love to go and speak at conferences. I would just love to go and speak at someone's company or even schools, like wherever it is, I want to go and talk about it. Cause I think everybody deserves a chance to talk about cybersecurity, learn about cybersecurity. I want people to get away from this idea that it's boring and that it's, technical and that you have to be this super technical person hands on keyboard to understand it when in reality everybody uses cybersecurity every day i mean you if you have a mobile device if you have tv wi-fi you're using cybersecurity every day so i want to be able to break that stigma that we you can't understand it because you're not in this field or you are in this field and you know Right, right. I have so many ideas. <laughs> no, I agree with all that. That's so inspiring. I want to backtrack. First of all, you said amazing words of advice in there too, but you also said you're in the process of publishing 
a children's cybersecurity book and you just kept going. Like, we need to get back to the way you just said. I, it's so funny because I, there's this guy in Indianapolis and he works at a cybersecurity consulting business, or I think he used to, and then he founded his own, but he also has cybersecurity children's books that sold to, to um, the target of ages zero to five, I think as well. So I have those, I'm gonna show you real quick. Yeah, please. They're so cute, Dree, like, and, and that's awesome that I've been like looking, like, I'm like I, I bought don't this. see anybody who has it. Right, and I bought these and I have no kids, Um, but one day when I do, it was like, they are gonna, I'm trying to turn my blur off, okay. So this is what they look like. That is awesome. Yeah. Cybersecurity so ABCs. Cute. ABC. Yeah. This was the first one. And then it's um like children images too. So like exploit. That's awesome. He was very creative. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. So I I'm so excited that you're gonna do one. I want to learn more about it. Yeah, my so my book will be a little different. One is based off of my son. I have a 10-month-old son. And um, actually, I came up with the idea when I was pregnant because I was still working, of course. And I'm like, I want to come out with a children's book. Like, we were shopping for all of these books. And I'm like, there's no... There's nothing in the store that I can, like, teach my son on cybersecurity. I mean, there's, like, STEM books, you know, science, technology, math. But I'm like, where's the cybersecurity? So I sat down one day, like, I'm going to write a book. And I don't care who else has books out there because it's, it's plenty of books for everybody to, you know, write about or whatever. Everybody is going to be different. So I actually based my book off of my son. It's a character off of him. It's going to be called... Um, the Adventures of Cybersecurity with Huggy Hugglesworth. And he has like a bear with him that will, that's his best friend that will be traveling around with him. And like, you know, the beginning of the book, like the first book is learning about what cybersecurity is and trying to break it down to that level of how a kid can understand it. It's full of colors. And, you know, I'm thankful for one of my colleagues. Um, she actually put me in, connection with my illustrator and my illustrator actually works for Disney so it was perfect like it was it was perfect like wow she has like her eye is amazing like it's so amazing and like I explained to her what I was trying to do yeah. I gave her like a powerpoint of like what I was envisioning and she brought it to life so when it does publish I know she's probably going to blow up but like I'm I'm thankful for that connection that I got um but yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I mean, I want to see how it does when I release it. And, you know, I may want to make it a series, but I want to go around and talk about that. But I, I want to, I came up with it because I think right now we lack education for the younger generation when it comes to cybersecurity. Like we don't prepare our children for, all, all we prepare them for is, you know, oh, well, if somebody's writing you on the internet, like, don't write back. Or we don't prepare them for cyberbullying. We don't prepare them for social engineering. We don't prepare them, like, you know, I'll give you an example. Kids play video games. We don't prepare them for the other people that are on the side of the, the on the other side of the video game. Because it could be somebody on that other side acting like a kid, and in reality, they're an adult. Or let's just say 
the Xbox or the PlayStation needs to be updated. Microsoft is sending out, at least for Xbox, sending out all those patches. Are you updating it? Okay, why are you using a debit card to buy anything on the game? You need to use a gift card so that if something does happen, you can protect it. Like, we don't prepare our children for this stuff. I mean, like, we prepare to walk across the street when we're younger, look both ways, you know? Like, but, you know, stop, drop, and roll when it's a fire. But we don't, you know, we don't prepare our children for the many things to come, especially because technology is growing at such a rapid rate and artificial intelligence is coming in and people in, you know, the schools are using technology and, you know, the adults may be educated on cybersecurity, but the children are not. And I think just like, you know, we can explain a doctor's role, a lawyer's role or a nurse's role, we should be able to explain cybersecurity. So I think that's like my biggest motivation and I can't wait for it to come out because I'm looking forward towards the feedback, but I hope to make it a series, but I need to see how the first one does before please, I consider that. Please do. And let me know. I want to be the first like email that you send out <laughs> when you publish. <laughs> I I can't wait. You are going to get the first book. Oh my I, gosh. I'm stop. Have, yes. I'm going to have um, my I have publishing to have company. Signed. I need yeah. your <laughs> <laughs> my, my publishing company will have it. Um, they will give me a certain amount so that I can be able to give to certain people. So I would definitely make sure that you get a book and I will sign it because one day okay. it may be worth something. Yes, yes. <laughs> into existence. It's gonna be your, your handout too at the TED Talk. I think I think you have such a bright future and I love all this all this inspiration that I'm already feeling from you, even though we're on Zoom. Um, but it it feels good to know that you're juggling being a mom, your your Crohn's disease, like all this stuff that you've went through is truly amazing. And I applaud you for that. Where did this come from? Like you haven't always been into cybersecurity, right? Like since you're little. I have not. Right. I have not. So, so no. tell us how <laughs> Like, where did it come from? How how did you get into it? And we can start as early as you want. I think, so fun fact, since age five, I that's when I very first learned how to type on a computer. Um, age my five, aunt, that is early. Age five, yes. My aunt has been in the technology field for over 20 years. Just wow. As, as old as me. And... I remember that my mom has a government job, so I could never go to work with my mom. So I always went to work with my aunt. My mom and my aunt are identical to twins. So, yes. Um, That's cool. So I've always went to work with my aunt. And, like, you know, I, was, I, I never really knew what she did. But just the fact that, like, seeing her type and seeing the words on the screen, I think it just interests me. So then, like, she just, like, always gave me the computer like she gave me like an old computer that didn't really work so like I would try to type on it and one day like I actually really typed on her computer and then like from there I think I was just always interested but like as I grew up I, I, I've always loved technology but as I grew up I was really into criminal justice and actually I was really into criminal justice and journalism like I'm like oh you know I think I was on a school newspaper I'm like I, I think I want to go to school for journalism and like criminal justice didn't know what I was going to do with it and then, like, I got to college, and I'm like, okay, what am I doing? Like, I don't want to do journalism. I want to just do criminal justice. But my school, I went to Central Michigan University, and 
the majors were just worded very differently there. So like, I'm like, where is criminal justice? Like it was like um, political science. And I'm like, I want to do political science. I hated it. Then I thought I wanted to do philosophy, hated it. I finally had a teacher and he's like, oh, I'm like the intern chair for the criminal justice program. I'm like, what is the name of the major? He's like, oh, it's under sociology. So it's under sociology and it's social and criminal justice. So I'm like, oh, okay. Wow, you would have so never I, I would have never known, but I was already kind of taking the classes that aligned with it. So I, I declared my major in that. <laughs> then I had this awesome teacher who taught this lifespan development class. It was just something to satisfy, you know, general curriculum. And I'm like, okay, I started. Then I'm like, all right, I think I want to learn more about this. So I started double majoring in criminal justice and child development. I left college like, okay, I'm going to be a family lawyer. No. Wow. <laughs> I was changed my mind on that because I went from wanting to be a patent lawyer to a family lawyer. I'm like, okay. Then I graduated in 2016 and I ended up going to Wayne State University <laughs> to get my master's in social work because <laughs> I thought I wanted to save the world um, to be an infant mental health therapist. More I lasted... Yeah, more school. Oh my God. I lasted in that program for like mm, three, like, was it three months? So one semester because I fell out of place and I'm like, okay, this is not what I want to do. And I'll be transparent. I went through post-grad depression. People think that's not a real thing, but it is. You no. spend all of this money oh, in school is. and then you get out of school and you don't know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here teaching as a toddler teacher at a learning center, trying to make money, going to grad school. I don't know what I want to do. So I'm like, okay. My aunt like, well, maybe you should get into cybersecurity. I'm like, what? I'm not smart enough for this. Ah, nope, nope, nope. I need to find. And when was this, Drew? Like, what year was this? After this was 2017. This was 2017. So she's like, well, just look it up. So I listened to her. I looked it up, and I ended up finding a school, uh, University of Detroit Mercy. So I emailed one of the professors and they're like, oh, we have like plenty of students that come from various backgrounds and, you know, don't worry, we, cybersecurity is a diverse field, you know, we'll teach you X, Y, and Z, like, okay. So I applied to the program, I got in, I started January, 2018. I hated it for the first three months. I think I was like, this is the worst decision that I ever made. Like, why would I do this? Why did you hate it? I think it's because I didn't really feel like I was smart enough to be there. And I'm like, I'm in class with all these people who know what they're talking about. And I don't really know what I'm talking about yet. And I had a, I had a person that was a part of my cohort. Her name was, her name is Paige and she is awesome. But she was the one who was like, Hey, like everybody in this program, we're all from different backgrounds. We all started at different times. Because our program was a rolling admission program. So everybody started at different times. And then they set the program up for people to finish in a year. Or you can take as long as you need to. But you had to finish it within like three or four years. So she really told me like, you know, just ask questions. Just like don't second guess yourself. And my professor to this day, his name is Daniel Shoemaker. He will never forget me because I asked so many questions. And I stayed in contact with him after I graduated. But like after those three months, like I kind of compare, like, you know how you get into a relationship and you're getting to know somebody. And then like, once you get to know them, you start liking them and y'all start dating. 
then y'all get married, and then y'all just spend the rest of y'all life with each other. That's how I feel with cybersecurity. Like, I was getting to know cybersecurity. Yeah. Then yeah. I got into a relationship. Now I'm married to it. Like and a love-hate like, relationship. Right. Yeah, like, I love it because it's so diverse, but sometimes I hate it because of I can't keep up with all the trends, but I'm human. I'm not, I'm not an AI bot. Exactly. So, but I'm very passionate about it. So that's how I got into it. And while I was in school, my journey is just like, this is why I want to do a TED talk. Cause I would love to see everybody's faces when I'm telling like about my story. While I was going through school, I was, like I said, I was working as a toddler teacher. One of the presidents, um, I mean, the president of the company or the learning center that I was teaching at, he walked in one day and everybody was scared to talk to him. They're like, you know, he was like, you know, I just want to know what everybody's going to school for. How you doing? How are you liking your job? And I just told him like, you know, I'm not going to school to be a teacher. I'm going to school. I'm getting my master's in cybersecurity. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Like, hey, we're building out a cybersecurity department and we have an internship opportunity coming up. Like, I think you should apply for it. I'm like, me? He's like, yeah. He's like, you know, get, um, you know, get my information from your boss. And, oh you know, God. at this time, and at this time, I didn't really believe, like, I always thought, like, People who hold C-level titles, I always thought that they were too busy for those who are like worker bees. And <laughs> I kid you not, I emailed him and within five minutes, he emailed me back and connected me with his senior vice president of IT. And he actually, um, the senior vice president of IT helped me on a project that I needed. I needed to interview somebody for one of my projects in my master's program. And then I ended up applying for internship and I ended up getting it. And it was perfect because when people talk about upskilling your, like upskilling yourself and moving through a company that you started from the bottom, now you're here. That's how I was. Like I started off as a teacher. I was working there for two years and I always said, I'm going to move to corporate. I'm going to move to corporate. Like, and then corporate was in Michigan. So it was perfect. I'm like, okay, got an internship, did it for three months, loved it, stayed there for another three months found that it really wasn't for me. Sometimes when you work at a company that you know too much, it just, it could be beneath you. Um, in my case, I think that it would have stunted my growth as a cybersecurity professional because I, I, I didn't have the best experience. I worked with someone who made me feel like I wasn't smart enough, um, who made me feel like I didn't belong in this field because I was a black woman and because I was young and didn't have any experience. And it just, it wasn't good for my mental health. And my professor actually had connected me with a recruiter. And that recruiter, I stayed in touch with him throughout my entire internship. And which is why I believe a lot of my faith it came right in time, like right when I was having all these problems, like, you know, the recruiter reached out to me and said, hey, this company has a position. Like, I think you should go for it. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll apply and see if I get an interview. And I got an interview. And I think at that time, I only had like six months of experience. Of internship and experience, right? Of in well, I had three months of experience with internship. Okay. And then I had three months of work experience. But I, and then and I had those, the master's. Those were both cybersecurity roles. Yes. Okay. Yep. I was a, so I was a, I was a IT security intern. And then when I got hired in, I was an IT security coordinator. Okay. So 
I pretty much did everything you can think of. Fishing campaign, security awareness, um, you know, engagement, vulnerability management, third-party risk management, vendor assessments, change management, working with engineers, just pretty much everything. Wrote policies, government documents, all of that. Yeah, that was probably the best experience to have. What a story for you to, like you said, start from the bottom, now you're here. Like, that's crazy. Because you rarely, you rarely hear these type of journeys like starting at I guess a low level position and then you know going to corporate I think is good for you like that's first shout out to your aunt shout out to Paige shout out to (laughs) all the people that have like helped you along and and okay sorry I had to pause there and just say that's that's amazing so you've kept in touch with a recruiter and then this was like your this First. is my transition into my current company. Okay. So oh, this was this is your yep. current one. So now this is my current company. So I've been at my current company for going on four years. Going on four years. So when I the recruiter's like, oh, just apply. And I'm like, okay, I applied. I got an interview. I got hired on the spot. Like that was the longest interview I ever had. It was like three hours. I interviewed with three different people, but it was, I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, I got hired on the spot. Um, I got hired to be a risk analyst. So I was doing something a little different. Um, I was working on the infrastructure side. So working with all these technical people, trying to like make sure that they're adhering to the risk management and, you know, risk management of their application or managing the risk of their application and, you know, making sure that they're, you know, adhering to, you know, our company's governed documents and policies and, it was a lot at first. Um, it took me a lot to really get to where I was. Cause when I was younger, I thought I knew everything. And I'm like, you can't tell me anything. Like I just, you know, when I started there, I was still in school. I was like 23 and now I'm like going on 29. So like I've had time to grow and realize like, Hey, I don't know everything. So my current company really, really built me into who I am today. Like there's like, many people that have helped me on my journey at my current company and you know I've I'm an outgoing person like I'm a social butterfly I'm all about network I'm not a gatekeeper and I do feel like when I got into cybersecurity, it was a lot of gatekeeping because people just wanted to keep it to themselves and like they don't want anybody else to be in this field but in reality when I came into cyber it was you know black people only made up three percent of the field I just looked at an article from Forbes from last year and we're up to 8%. That's not enough, but it's something. I mean, we, but it's not enough. And then, I mean, if you, if you look at how many black women are in the field, the percentage will probably get smaller, but um, I actually had went to a security conference. I met a, I met a mentor. I met someone I was listening to their talk and I was that person that stayed after talked to them. We exchanged numbers and so happy that me and the speaker's aunt worked at the same company. And we are still close to this day. It's been it's been going on six years. So uh, she has mentored me. Yeah, it's small world. But she has mentored me for the last six years. And if I didn't listen to her, I don't know where I would be. But no. she's been a pivotal person like in my in my in my cybersecurity career. And then, like, yeah, my current company, like, I've grown. Like, you know, they they encourage that continuous learning and, you know, all of my certifications. My company has 
sponsored that and is encouraged me. Dree, for our <laughs> listeners, can we kind of backtrack? Like, what type of organization do you work at? And, you know, kind of think back before you got that position. Was it, was the interview hard? Did you have to fix your mm -hmm. resume? Like, what type of things would you give advice to like somebody that's you know, interested in pivoting, maybe they've had the experience as you, like a few internships and and security positions, and they want to land a supportive environment organization. Like it sounds yeah. really good there. Like they're supporting you, the ongoing education, like that's a huge benefit for people that they just, they, it, a lot of organizations lack that today. Yeah. So when I applied for the role, I honestly had a, <laughs> My resume definitely needed to be fixed because at the time I only had that experience, but I was able to pull out those transferable skills from my other jobs that I had. I mean, I used to work as a domestic violence shelter. I did computer work there. Um, I interned at the domestic violence shelter and I used to do workshops on cyberbullying and sexting for, um, you know, middle schoolers. So I had to, I added that in there. Um, you know, just different jobs. I think I have had, I'm going on 29 and I think I've had over 17 jobs, maybe like I've probably, I've worked at retail shops. I've worked at the movie theaters. I've worked at grocery stores. I've worked everywhere. So trying to hustling. Take, yeah, trying to take what made sense because those transferable skills, those are important. So you think, oh, I need to be super technical to get in cyber. Not necessarily, because depending on what you're going for, you can be taught that. Like, but collaboration, teamwork, time management, flexibility, willingness to learn, organization, stuff like that, that helps because people look for that attention to detail, research. Like I was a research assistant um, when I went to Wayne State to be, when I was in that master's in social work program, I was a research assistant. So I was on a computer all day transcribing, doing different things like that. So taking some of those transferable skills to put on my resume. Um, I interviewed with three people. Two out of three were easy. The, the one person was asking me very challenging questions. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have no idea. I just answered to the best of my ability, but it just so happened that it worked out. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's a really good answer. Oh, okay, cool. So um, I think anybody that's trying, because a lot of people always ask, how do I break into tech? I don't know because everybody's journey is different and you, you gotta look at what you want to do. Take someone, someone told me, take, think about what you like. Think about what you like to do. Figure out what area in tech or cyber, how can you incorporate that into, you know, what you like to do? For me, at the time, I was really into criminal justice and criminal profiling. So I wrote a thesis on cyber criminal profiling. I put it together and I thought I would always be in digital forensics, ethical hacking, but I don't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. But um, backtracking a little bit, transferable skills are really important and calling those things out on your resume. Don't short yourself. Like a don't forget those skills because you need soft skills to work in this field. Some, you know, I, hey, this is nothing against people who are introverts, but I think for me, why I succeeded is because my soft skills 
they were much better than my technical skills at the time. Being able to bond with the team, being able to bond with the manager, just having a positive interview really helped. Soft skills matter. Um, and for me, I went to I went to school routes. You know, I didn't go to certification route, boot camp route, but I know plenty of people who did go those routes and they're very successful. Um, the current company I work for, we're a financial institution or, you know, I guess what people call fintech. So we're a technology company that we provide financial services. Um, place I work for, regulated is, you know, so like things have to be tip top shape. <laughs> so, I mean, just, the, you know, figuring out where you want to work in the field is also important, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the company that I work for is super supportive. Um, I love working there. I don't have any complaints. I just think that being in a supportive work environment, having a supportive team, just having just work-life balance, having a company that's willing to push you far into your career and want to see you succeed is something that I think everybody should get to experience. And I didn't experience that with my very first cybersecurity role, but with this, you know, my current company, I'm excelling. I'm, I'm going places and I, you know, largely thanks to them myself, of course, because I put the work in, but, you know, just having that support really, really helps. Um, but yeah. And what are you doing there now? You're a senior cybersecurity engineer. You're a right. senior cybersecurity engineer there. What does that entail? <laughs> yeah. Fun fact, I went from being in risk management to being an engineer. That was a very hard transition. At the same company. At the same company. However, I was able to be taught that. Like I, when I first got there, I was technical and non-technical. But as I was in a non-technical role for two years, that's all I knew. But then as I transitioned over to my next role, I had to get that technical experience back. But I actually brought risk management into engineering. So I focus on data loss prevention. Um, so, you know, making sure whatever leaves and comes to the company is protected. Um, I mean, we have, when you think about data loss prevention, it's exactly what it is. You're trying to prevent data from being lost. Um, you're protecting the company's assets because you know you have data at rest, data in motion, data in use. Data at rest is like things that are stored on like a USB or you know things like that. Data in motion is like when you're searching on the internet, you know, going from web to browser and things like that. And then data in use is like you know us like the us typing on a computer, you know, things like that. Um, don't quote me because every time I talk about DLP, I always forget something. But <laughs> data, data in use, data in motion, data at rest. Those three, those are the three states of data. So those are like what I focus on. So our team is responsible for managing and deploying those tools to protect our company's assets from the data being lost. Because, you know, you have confidential data, you have proprietary data, you have public data. So you have to protect all of that stuff. Um, my day changes every day, changes every day. Um, I incorporated risk management into how we engineer. So like, I think anybody, whatever job you have in cybersecurity, you're going to need risk management. I think everybody should have a risk management role first before they go into what they really want to do. Because no matter what job you have, 
you're going to need risk management. You have to know what's the risk tolerance of the company. You have to know how to manage the risk. You're bringing in this app. You're deploying this app. What risk are we bringing into this company? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you have to know these things. So like, I think that's my biggest thing that I bring to the team because I'm not the most technical person. And my teammates always laugh at me because I always say that like, oh, I'm not an engineer. Like I'm just, I think of myself as the people's engineer. I actually did like a series on my cybersecurity page where I'm like, I think I'm more of a people's engineer. Like I, that's what I would describe myself as. But yeah, that's what I kind of do day to day. I manage the tools um, that, you know, the data loss provision tools that protect our company's assets. I love that you said everyone needs risk management. I was listening to um, a podcast about trading in stock and the guy started out with, this is so, this is not relevant to cybersecurity at all, but he mentioned risk management. And I was like, wait, what? Is he talking about cybersecurity risk management? But he's talking about the risk of like managing your money and where you're putting it and how mm-hmm. how you're spending it and that just goes way back. Like I remember doing risk management at my first job in cybersecurity and not even thinking, like, I think I hated it at the time, but now that you've said it, it's always been in every role that I've had, whether you're practicing it or not, you still need to understand the risk of exactly what you're doing, what company you're at, what data do they have? So I I agree with you on that. Speaking of your cybersecurity page, you have a platform called Re the Cyber Boss. First of all, I love that name. It's so cute. Um, Thank you. <laughs> how did you start it? What is it? And where do you see it going? So back in 2019, I got booked for a career day. And I'm in a sorority. I'm an AKA, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And one of my sorority sisters were like, okay, I'm going to, you know, you're going to come to this career day. And if you want to keep doing this, who are you? Like, you're teaching about cybersecurity, but like, are you Jeree teaching cybersecurity? Like, what, what are you going to turn this into? You need to be more professional. You need to establish this brand. And I'm like, that's a good idea. And I said, I wasn't thinking about that. You asked me to just do the career day. So that's what I'm thinking about. And she's like, well, what if they ask? Like, what if the students ask? Like, okay, is this a brand? Is this a platform? So this was a career day to college? No, this is a career day to like seventh and eighth graders. Wow. So I'm like, okay. So I was sitting there thinking like, what can I call myself? And then like, um. (laughs) It's funny because I think like some, a lot of people were always like, oh, you a cyber boss, you a cyber boss. Like, cause none of my friends knew what cybersecurity was. Like I was like one of the, like, as you know, my friends, we all do different things. Like, you know, one of my friends is, she's an entrepreneur. She's a brand ambassador. My other friend is a, a you know, clinical therapist. My other friend is a, a nurse other friend is a flight attendant my other friend is in PR and marketing and I'm like nobody is in cyber you know what I mean so it's like I I just all of my friends do something different yeah you know teachers and social workers that's the best friendships though like that's that's the best when all your friends are just different and and everyone has different. like that's all my friends we're all very different yeah everybody no one knew about cybersecurity like no yeah you can't go back and they would be like 
you're doing what <laughs> you know what i don't know what you're doing so okay so i was like you know a lot of people are like oh you're a boss you're a boss and i'm like hmm, the cyber boss i'm like no be the cyber boss and i'm like okay so like it was funny because one of my um previous classmates she was a virtual assistant and she reached out to me like, hey, I'm doing this. I'm trying to build my portfolio. And she actually built out my first page for Rita Cyberboss and gave me all the like color schemes and did everything for me. And then like, you know, it was successful. Um, I branded Rita Cyberboss as a platform to empower the black and brown community about cybersecurity because I feel like in our community, we don't, we don't know. Like growing up, it was doctor, lawyer, nurse, yep. actor, singer. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said, oh, I want to be in cybersecurity. They was like, no, I don't want to do that. So, you know, that's what I build a platform on. And like, you know, my page should probably be up to thousands of followers, but I have deleted and reactivated my Read the Cyberboss so many times. It's been a blog before. It's been all type of things before. You know, I used to sell webcam covers I get to do all of this stuff. And I'm like, this is just not working. I used to do workshops. I felt like it just wasn't working. So I'm like, okay, let me take a step back. And this last time I branded Rita Cyberboss exactly what it was going to be. I'm this is I'm going to create content that's going to educate you, period. Now, my plans for Rita Cyberboss, my children's secure, uh, my cybersecurity children's book, um i you know i don't mind doing a workshop i want to go and talk at conferences you know i'm not a brand that like consults for people or that you know if you your your instagram gets hacked like i can't fix that because that's not my expertise you get someone told me i get asked that all the time and i can't think of what page i saw it on but i saw it on somebody's page I think it was textual chatter. He's another um podcast. Yeah, I know him. Mm-hmm. I think he said something like asking somebody to get your account after it's been hacked is like asking a burglar to bring your stuff back after they already oh. stole it. I right. think he that's said so that. True. I think I think he it's said funny. that. And I'm like, that's you know, I don't know. All I can give you are the tools to prevent that from happening. But right. you know, so um I see Read the Cyber Boss as just a platform. You know, I want to be a keynote speaker. I want to be able to give workshops. I want to have my book. Um, I want to like, you know, just sell like fun stuff. I want to start selling webcam covers again. I want to like sell fun t-shirts that has cybersecurity stands on it. I just want it to be a brand that, you know, I want it to be my legacy of cybersecurity. Like I, it's my name, it's my brand. I want people to say like, oh, read a cyber boss. Like, I know who that is. Like, or I know what that is. Like, I want it to be that. I want to be on that TED, that TED talk stage saying, hey, I'm the founder and, you know, and CEO of read the cyber boss. Like, so that's where I see it going. I want to keep it. I love fun. it. I love it. Yeah. I want to keep it going. Um, I really, like, I actually have a series on my page for those who follow me. It's called Cyber TTV where I talk about a topic in cyber for like five to 10 minutes. I am not really consistent with it like how I should be because, hey, I'm human. I'm not an AI bot. I'm an engineer. I'm a mom. I have another business. I'm a girlfriend, an engineer. It's a lot. So like I'm a student again. (laughs) So it's a lot to balance. But I'm so passionate about this. I'm like, 
I don't care to be like, you know, I don't care to be the top person. I just care that if I encourage one person, that's what matters to me. But that's where I want to see Read the Cyber Boss going. And Read the Cyber Boss is in the process of being trademarked. So please leave my brand alone. <laughs> don't touch it. Leave it alone. It's in the process of like getting, you know, just because I'm really serious about it. And I want people to take it serious because, you know, when people hear it, they're like, what? Read the cyber boss. I'm like, yeah, that's the name of it. Like, I'm pretty sure when people started all of these other companies, they're like, what? I mean, think about when Steve Jobs started Apple. They're like, huh? Apple. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it was like, I wanted something that, you know, my name is everything. And that's my work ethic. So anything that I put my name on, my work ethic needs to be, you know, you need to be able to see that. So that's where I kind of got it from. But um, that's what it is. I feel like a boss when I'm talking about cybersecurity and like that's where it came from. But I see big, big dreams, big goals for Rita Cyberboss. And I do too. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to to keep following it and see where it goes and buy a webcam cover, buy a t-shirt. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be here supporting you. Have you done any speaking engagements? And have you been to any conferences? I know you have, but for our listeners, what type yes. of conferences and speaking engagements have you done? So I think the most time that, the time that I was booked and busy was during the pandemic. Um, my very first conference was in 2018. I went to Secure World. I know Secure World comes every year and they're always, they're in different areas. I think every city has one. Um, I went to Secure World Detroit back in 2018. After that, I didn't go to a lot of conferences. Um, I think I've been to Black and Technology Conference once in 2020. And then I was booked and busy in 2020. Like I've done, um, you know, the Girl Scouts of America have cybersecurity badges now. So I've done workshops for those. Um, I didn't know, you know that. For, yeah. Yeah. Girl Scouts of America have cybersecurity badges now. So I've done a workshop. I've done three workshops for a Detroit um, chapter, and I've done one for a New Jersey chapter. And I've spoken at the Jerome Bettis Foundation. Um, there's like he he he's a Hall of Famer football player, but he has his own foundation. And there's a portion where he talks about like STEM. And someone booked me for that, um, a woman that I know that I'm connected with on LinkedIn. Um, she's had me on a panel before for cybersecurity um, where I've talked to like many different students. Um, and then I went to Afrotech last year. If you have not been to Afrotech before, it was overwhelming, but it was, I mean, yeah. for me, it was overwhelming because I was like three weeks postpartum. It was just so Oh much my more. gosh. <laughs> I know I was three weeks postpartum. Wow. Oh my gosh, Sheree. That's crazy. Yeah. Three weeks postpartum. Yeah. And nobody had an idea. They're like, wait, you just had a baby. I'm like, yes, I did. But it was in Austin and I was in Dallas at the time because we were, we were in Dallas at one point for a little bit. So it was like a three hour drive. For a little bit? Yeah. I was living there from 2021 up until this year. Wow. I was living there. And then moved back to Michigan. Um, but Afrotech, if you have not been that, it was a great experience. I went with my company 
And we just learn so much. Like it's just Afrotech is really an experience. So if you've never been to Afrotech, you should go. Um, and then That's recently, a, wait, you went with your company. Did you go? I did. did you, did you go with your company like at a booth or did you get to experience? Yeah, I okay. um I went with my company at a booth, but then we also got to experience it. Was so that like that your was first awesome. booth time? Yes. How that was my it? very first time. Like I said, it was overwhelming because trying to like keep up with everybody, talk to everybody, get to know people. I'm like, wait, booth there's so work. much going on. Yeah, booth work, I don't ever want to do again. I just went to Black Cat and I was at a booth with my company and I was like, this is so mo- it's like, a lot. more tiring. It's a lot. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. So I'm it's like, literally oh, like okay. selling the company and yourself and you're trying to network and it's just way too much. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm like, okay, but I'm glad I got to experience this. I've never experienced yeah. it. You should go. Um, recently, like, what is that, two weeks ago? Yeah, I just went to BattyCon. So if you're not following Baddies in Tech, please follow them. That's like, um, I love Baddies in Tech. I love what Allie is doing, you know, with Baddies in Tech. And this was their first conference. It was awesome. Um, I never... I've never been to a place where it just felt so just welcoming and warm and just, there were just so many powerful women there, so many future people to be in, you know, women to be in tech and then the current people in tech. It was a really great experience and I'm looking forward to BattyCon 2024. Like people are already telling her like, okay, you got to throw, you got to keep going with this. So um, if you've never like stay on the lookout for BattyCon 2024, um, I definitely encourage people to go to conferences because, you know, that's where you can get internships at. That's where you can network at. You can potentially get a mentor there, you know, or you can potentially get a job if you're looking for a job. I went to conferences, you know, I've never been to a conference to really look for a job. I've gone to conferences just to learn more, um, to upskill. Um, But for those who are looking, those are good opportunities for you to attend. Um, That's what I recommend. I saw Baddies Con and I am so sad that I found it like really close to when it was starting and I was like dang it's in New York but I'm definitely gonna go next year because I've heard amazing things about it I love what it's what it stands for and I saw a lot of just people going and sharing it and sharing good stories so I'm all about conferences too that's exciting what mm-hmm. what are you looking forward to in your career like do you do you ever this is what I think about in my day today I'm like okay this is my role what am I going to do after this like what's the next thing in my career so like if you're a senior cybersecurity engineer do you because you're already senior do you see yourself ever being a manager would you ever want to be a CISO a director I never want to be a CISO <laughs> I never want to be a CISO for those listening, CISO, Chief Information Security Officer, that is the highest role you can have in cybersecurity. I don't ever want that role. I commend everybody who wants to be a CISO and is a CISO. Not for me. I think as far as I would want to go, director, maybe senior director, maybe chief of staff or something, or like a cybersecurity strategy, something like that. However, I don't know. I know that I don't want to be the engineer forever because I want to be a well-rounded, you know, security professional. So I want to be able to do different things that will help my career. And 
when I say that, it's okay for you to try different things. Like a lot of people think you have to stay in the same thing and you don't. So for me, I've always wanted to be a well-rounded individual. I always, you know, I have a 10-year plan. Like, you know, my company has like templates for us to create yourself a 10-year plan. So I know, you know, like I just got another certification. I just got it on Monday. Yes, <laughs> um, I saw that. Congratulations. You got your you. cybersecurity credit. Yeah, certified in cybersecurity. It's like the ISC squared. Yeah, it's is it ISC two or ISC squared? I know they just changed their name. ISC, but, maybe um, you're right. Maybe it's ISC squared. I think so, but um, ISC squared, ISC two. Either way, you got you know it. You, you got it. Yeah. Um, they came out with certified in cybersecurity um, certification last year, and I actually just got it this year. Um, I work for the cybersecurity department, so um, they encouraged us to, you know, go for it. Like, you know, study for it. And, you know, all a bunch of us got together to study and took a class and things like that. So I just got that. So, like, you know, I want to get the C-RISC. I want to get the CISM. I want to get my doctorate in 2026. Like, I, that's where I, that's as far as I can think. Because, like, I'm just focused on, you know, bettering myself, learning more leadership skills, you know, just growing at my current company, growing at my current company, growing as a student, growing my knowledge, growing Reading Cyber Boss. That's as far as I can think, but I know, I think one day I want to be somebody's chief of staff for like cybersecurity. Like, I think I would be very good at that. I don't know what that looks like, but I'll find out one day. But I think, Eventually, that's what I, I want to do. Or, you know, who knows? Like, it'd be great if I could work for a celebrity and, like, just tell their cybersecurity team what to do. <laughs> like, really I don't, yeah, don't want to so do cool. it, but I can I can consult what they should do. Yeah. That would be great. Like, oh, my gosh. I can't wait to see you on a TED Talk. I You rarely meet people that want to do TED Talk because I think public speaking can be very scary for a lot of people. So to I love hear you it. say that, I'm like, wow, you you have to do it. Like, I know you're going to go for it and I can't wait to see you in there. Do you have any last words of encouragement? Be your biggest cheerleader. Do not let anybody tell you that you can't do something. At the end of the day, you can have a lot of people support you, but you are your biggest cheerleader. I always say that too. So that's, it aligns with everything. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, Jareed, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. I can't wait to edit this and push it out. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for me, for you. For anyone that wants to get in touch with you or find you or your platform, can you tell them how they do that? But I'll also include your links in the bio and stuff. Yes. So you can find me on LinkedIn at jareel.spicer, um, read the cyber boss on Instagram, Facebook. Um, if you're interested in following my personal page, put spice on it. <laughs> um, cyber related things, read the cyber boss. But um, I'm always on LinkedIn. I'm always on Instagram. I'm on threads, but for my personal page, but not for my cyber page. I am on Twitter, but I'm not an active Twitter or X person. So I'm just, it's just there. But 
Rita Cyberbots on Instagram, on IG and Facebook, and Jerry Spicer on LinkedIn. You'll put it together. If you go on my cyber page, you'll likely find my personal page, but yes. <laughs> okay, good, good. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. It was so, I think we had a, such a good conversation. It was so good meeting you too. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.